I'm Sadia Tariq and you're listening to Dhani the podcast. Sheikh Ibrahim has very graciously accepted to share his time and wisdom and experience with us. So I will be putting out um special podcasts every Friday for this month of Ramadan. In this episode uh Sheikh Ibrahim talks about growth and the month of fasting. He speaks about the opposite of growth which is stagnation. He then goes on to explain to us gratitude being the virtue, the mother virtue of all virtues, and how from gratitude alone stems the intent of giving, trust, belief, and courage. Um, Sheikh Ibrahim, thank you so much for uh, reconnecting uh, with us on Thani and uh, offering your time and wisdom. um for the for all the fridays of the month of ramadan um for the first episode um um you will be talking about uh the month of ramadan the practice of fasting um mm. in this holy month and growth what principles what are we seeking what are we being guided towards um with with this month that's bismillah thank you very much All right so um, I mean if we you know before we kind of apply our understanding to the to Ramadan itself um let's uh, first just consider the issue of growth you know how does growth work and in in order to understand that I'd like to contrast growth with stagnation so clearly mm. when one you know if one's not growing you're stagnating um and relate those two issues to the issue of intent you know i mean growth by definition is a is a time based thing i mean if you grow in your different over time you 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 know you're not the same today as you were yesterday and um if you don't not growing then basically obviously you're stagnating you're the same today as what you were yesterday and you know it's remarkable that some people seem to grow quite fast they kind of they change over time and other people sort of don't they they there's almost the stubbornness with how we experience them and they kind of stagnate i think the way to understand um this has to then kind of uh, it has to first be rooted in understanding the difference between the moment of stagnation and the moment of transformation so you either you know if you're growing you're transforming moment by moment this 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 distinction between stagnating and growing moment by moment is really it's really rooted in how your intent works yeah. in any given situation you can either construct your intent on what you're trying to get from the other or you can construct your intent on what you can give to the other and this is mm-hmm. this distinction faces you every conscious every waking moment of your life those two variables never go away you either act on the basis of what you're trying to get or you construct your intent on the basis of what you're trying to get or you construct your intent on the basis of how you can be helpful mm. now if i deal with anyone else on the basis of what i want from them or indeed anything else if i base my behavior on the intent to get something from the other the other's ability to withhold what i want gives the other power over me sure so i mean if i want 
your shoes, your ability to withhold the shoes gives you power over me. So when you're dealing with the world on the basis of what you want, the self is defined by the other. The situation defines the self. The self stagnates. Mm-hmm. If I shift my intent from what I'm trying to get from you to how I can be helpful to you, in that instance, because I'm now no longer looking at what you've got power over, which is what I want, I slip out from underneath your ability to have power over me or indeed to manipulate me, which means I transcend the moment. Mm. I become bigger than myself and I grow. So in every instance, the moment I shift my intent from what I'm trying to get to what I'm trying to give, in that situation, I transcend myself because I'm acting for something that's bigger than my self-interest. I become a bigger person in the subsequent moment. So the, 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 every time you actualize the intent to give, the, every time you do that, you transform. Every mm-hmm. time you, you actualize the intent to take, you stay the same and you stagnate. I mean, that's sort of the general rule. So if we're trying to apply, trying to understand what this means for Ramadan, then we need to, you know, how does Ramadan affect our growth? Then we have to understand how growth works. And this is how growth works. Growth is the product of deliberately constructing your intent on the intent to give. Allah tells us that there's two reasons why we fast. The one is to learn patience. And the second is to learn compassion. You know, um, mm. so, so the second one is obvious. The second one, all service to other people, has to be motivated by a spirit of compassion. When you are, when you are, when you are acting in a compassionate way, then you will, you will be giving and you will then be engaging in this process of change. But the, man, the challenge could be is that, listen, uh, the fasting itself is not the compassion. The fasting produces the ability to be compassionate. What the fasting mm. does is it actually is an exercise in restraint. It's therefore an exercise in patience, which means to say we need to understand how patience actually develops our intent. In, in essence, for when, when I shift my intent from taking to giving, that means I have to forego what I want. Right, um, right, of course. Uh, uh, and, and patience is the ability to forego what I want. Hmm. So, so every time I, uh, I, I skip a meal, every time I uh, don't have the drink that I would like to have, I am learning the skill and developing the muscle how does a child become an adult? Well, a child learns to basically delay gratification. A child learns to forego what they want in the moment, to basically do what's not necessarily pleasant, in the hope that maybe something better will arise. So basically, fasting exercises that capacity of foregoing what you want. The ability to forgo what you want is the key that enables you to shift your attention from what you're getting to what you're giving. Hmm. So really, if you, if, you know, what Ramadan produces in us, what it, what it exercises for us, is the core skill that sits, that is the engine of all growth. I mean, which is why very often at the end of Ramadan, we feel that we're in a much more elevated place and we're almost sad. 
or many people outside. That's true. When they see Ramadan, yeah. because you you really feel that you are a better person. You feel that you are a transformed person, and it's precisely because mm. you've been exercising this restraint. I mean, the, the, there's a further implication to this exercise of restraint, which is that we've got two capacities as human beings. I mean, I mean the one is the one is the, our capacity to act. And the second is our capacity to 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 perceive. Um, and it's interesting that that you know these the, this phrase amanu wa amalu salihat is you know, these are always connected things in Quran. You they, the phrase arise you know as like a dual description of the believer frequently in Quran. In other words, those who believe and do good works. You know. So. You know, doing good works is something that happens in the world. It's you act on the basis you of what Allah wants from you. In other words, you act on the basis of what you should be giving in the situation, not on the basis of what you want to get. Amanu, on the other hand, is something that sits on the inside. It's it's belief. So it does it's not in the it's not in the hand. It's not it's not something you do in the world. It's something that you you experience behind your eyes, if you like. It's an it's a subjective condition. And what is that subjective condition? Is that 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 subjective condition is that you you experience that Allah is in charge. That's what belief mm-hmm. means. I mean it's um it's interesting that in in many languages of the world the word trust and the word belief are related words. Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. you, um um so uh if I, um, like in, in Nguni languages, for instance, Gutemba in Zulu is the same word for, for, for belief and for trust. In other words, to believe means to trust. And what are you trusting? That life is, that Allah is in charge. So, so, so what is the saying? Belief, you know, the, the belief means to experience the truth to be deeply convinced inside the truth, because you've got enough kind of experiential experience of it now, that your life is in charge, that Allah is in charge of your life, that your life works Mm -hmm. by an ingenuity which is bigger than your own. So if we say, you know, what is this, you know, how does uh, Ramadan affect our growth? You also need to understand what are you growing towards? Well, actually you're growing towards a greater experience of belief. That's Mm. what the patience enables in you. It, ex- it, it enables you a greater degree of trust, of actually experiencing that your that your best, your good auspices, what is best for you, is beyond what you can plan for yourself. This is this is why we forego, uh, uh, you, you know, control. This is why we forego what we want. We are patient with what we want because we. We, we, we do that on the conviction that he has better in store for us than we have for ourselves. So this is where the direction of growth takes us to, to mm-hmm. witnessing this truth that he is in charge of our lives, that he has in store better for us than we can have for ourselves. Mm. So quoting from your uh, book, um, as you say that... Um, it's the discourse number 29, and you say that we have to start practicing another way of being in the world. 
which is the way of assuming that life is plentiful and not lacking. Hmm. So we, yes. uh, there is no lack. We are not mm. suffering from any lack. Mm. And as you said, then, yeah. then that kind of directs our behavior towards knowing and believing that whatever is there is, is plentiful. You see, the, we said that the intent, you, growth is actualizing the intent to give or serve in any situation. And stagnation is, actu is about acting on the basis of the intent to get or take. Being here to give means, in other words, that you act on the basis of what is virtuous. You act on the basis of what Allah wants from you. What's the right thing to do in the situation? That opens up a whole discourse around what being virtuous actually means. So, um, uh, and it's very often not apparent to people that the the core, the mother of all virtues, the virtue that underlies all virtues is gratitude. If you say to people, deal with the situation on the basis of how you can help, deal with every situation on the basis of what Allah wants from you, this could be understood as you always just wanting to be sweet and kind in any situation that you're in. In other words, being here to give means being nice. And that's actually false. Being here to give isn't being nice. Being here to give means being appropriate. Sometimes it's appro it's ni uh, appropriate is nice. Sometimes appropriate is not nice. So sure. if, yeah. um, if uh, a hungry child asks you for food, it's appropriate to give the child food. Um, if, uh, if you're a young, strong man and you see a little old lady being beaten up in the park, then being appropriate in that instance means to beat up the thug who's beating up the little mm -hmm. old lady. In other words, in both of these situations you're giving, but the behavior that you're actually demonstrating in the giving is actually contradictory. In the one case, you have sweetness and kindness personified. In the second case, you are, you are kind of, you're confronting. So that means to say giving isn't always about being nice. It's about being appropriate, and the sense of appropriacy presents itself to you in two classes. Uh, uh, the, the, when you are able to give food to a hungry child, that's when you're being generous. When you're able to confront the thug in the park, that's being courageous. You know, so giving is about acting appropriately. It's about acting consistently with either the generosity or the courage that's operative in the situation that you're in. So any mm. situation that you're in requires either an affirmation or a confrontation. There isn't a third. There's not a negotiated middle. It's one of the two. So, so, so the intent to give means either being appropriately generous or courageous. Now, if we say that being here to give means acting consistently with either the generosity or the courage that's operative in the situation that you're in, then taking has to mean getting your logic wrong. In other words, taking means you act in a situation that requires courage in a so-called generous way and vice versa. So, for example, the hungry child asks you for food and you slap the child. And we say to you, Sadia, why do you hit the child? And you say, no, 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 I'm being courageous. Well, mm -hmm. that's not called courage. That's called mm -hmm. selfishness. And right. if the young man watches, sees the little old lady being beaten up by a thug in the park, rushes over, grabs the bag out of the old woman's hands and gives it to the thug, 
And we said, what are you doing? How do you compute this? He says, no, no, I'm being generous. Well, that's not being generous. That's being cowardly. So mm -hmm. if giving is about acting appropriately with the generosity or courage that's operative in the situation that you're in, taking is about getting your logic wrong, acting in a situation that requires courage in a so-called generous way and acting in a situation that requires uh, uh, generosity in a so-called courageous way. So those are the basic yeah. rules that sit around this thing of amanu salihat, doing the right thing. Doing the right mm. things means be, being here to serve, means acting on the basis of what Allah wants from you in the situation. He only ever asks you two kind of prices, either a courageous price or a generous price. And what's important about these two prices is that the generous price is the primary price because it's about kindness. You know, the, the, the Rasulullah sent us a mercy to all, all that is, alimin. You, the primary engagement with the world is kindness, is generosity, and the secondary engagement is confrontation, courage. So of the two virtues, mm. generosity is primary and courage is secondary. These are all mm. things that sit on the outside. They're things you do. You act courageously and you act generously. And we said that of the two, the foundation is the generosity. Now. Right. We need to understand that there's a corresponding virtue that's within, that's on the inside, that sits behind these two virtues of generosity and courage. You see, surely being generous means to give, to give away. Mm. I mean, if, I, if, if I'm giving with a, with a sort of, a, uh, with, in order to uh, develop some sense of entitlement, or some sense of obligation from you. I'm not giving. This is an investment. Right. So generosity yeah. isn't, you're not being generous when you're giving to make an investment. You're being generous when you're giving to give away. Hmm. What is the peculiar quality that somebody has that enables them to give to give away? Well, it is that they're grateful. When I'm grateful, I know that I have received in excess of my due. So, so the, the insight that I've received in excess of my due enables me to give to give away. If it's the opposite, if I think I've been done in, I don't want to give anybody anything at all. So what sits behind the capacity to be generous is in fact a grateful heart. Right. Your gratitude right. enables your generosity. There's a similar mm. thing that sits behind the ability to be courageous. Let's say, for instance, I blindfolded you and I told you, listen, Saudi, you're false. I, I'll catch you. I promise I'll catch you. And initially, you're going to think this man's mad. But, but then eventually, we carry on and you actually take a risk. You do a courageous thing. You fall forward and I catch you. You know? If I put you back on your feet, uh, you know, it's likely that you will now have a little bit of trust in me. Because you know that if I say I'll catch you, I do catch you. Which means sure. it will be easier for you to be courageous a second time. You will fall a second time. And if right. I catch you again, you'll earn a little bit more trust. So, in other words, what sits on the inside of courage is trust, just as what sits on the inside of generosity is, is gratitude. Gratitude wow. is the inner equivalent of generosity. Trust is the inner equivalent of courage. Mm. Now, the reason 
so so let me just we just finish the picture here we said that generosity and and courage are things you do and trust and gratitude are things you experience they sit on the inside so that's the amanu piece why is that the amanu piece well trust is about belief it's about faith trust means i believe and what this is saying is that this thing is nonsense if it's not rooted in gratitude. In fact, it's interesting that kufr is described both as unbelief and ingratitude. We have to understand that this, 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 um, this pairing of gratitude and generosity, as opposed to the pairing of trust and courage, have a different orientation in time. Mm. When I'm grateful, I'm looking at the past. Thank you for what you have done. <laughs> when I'm generous, it's also about dealing with the past because when I'm generous, I'm giving away what I've accumulated. So generosity and gratitude are about looking at the past. Trust, however, is I believe everything will be okay. So I'm looking at the future. When I'm courageous, I'm acting courageously as the enemy comes over the hill. So, I'm still, so both of the trust and, and, and courage look forward in time. Gratitude and generosity look backward in time. Now, how is it possible for me to trust looking forward if I think in the past I've been done in? So in other words, not only does my gratitude enable my generosity, my gratitude enables my trust, which enables my courage. So the core mm. virtue of all virtues is gratitude. Now, wow. you tell me that you're not appreciative after gone hungry for a whole day and thirsty for a whole day. And you then have, I mean, it creates a, just around something as basic as food, it creates a far more appreciative and grateful demeanor. In fact, this ability to withhold acting in our own interests, to be patient, there's nothing more potent than developing this virtue of gratitude. And gratitude is the mother of all virtues. So we started off saying your growth is the product of, of calibrating your intent on the intent to serve or give. Yes, what sits at the heart of the intent to serve, indeed what sits at the heart of belief, is gratitude. A victim, a person who feels done in by life, who has an accusation against life is a kafir. They cannot be a believer by definition. What Ramadan teaches us mm. is it teaches us gratitude. And that's why, because it enables the mother of all virtues, it therefore enables our growth. Really, I'm bowled over with the connections that you've made, really. And as you were seeing completing the picture, it, 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 there is really a diagram in my, uh, in my head right now. Mm. Sir, would you just just briefly if you could touch upon this just my last question do you think that um, um all the other pillars have the same concurrent theme yes but we, all of the all of the pillars are basically about cultivating the same right yeah uh strength they're all about foregoing they're all about mm -hmm. giving up i mean they're all mm -hmm. about i mean i mean surely that's what the word islam means it means submit forgo when you're yeah. paying zakat you're forgoing you're forgoing your wealth 
when you're when you're doing salah, in sajda you are foregoing significance, which is the most powerful thing a person can forego. So, so, so all of these are actually have the same. They cultivate the same quality in a person, and that is a person who is not ready to rush to their own defense. A person who knows that Allah has their back, that Allah will come to their defense. They can afford to submit. It's a whole different way of experiencing life. I mean, maybe we can deal with that next week. But it's um, you can. It's it's a different way. It, it's an alternative way of operating one's attention which is what we refer to as receptive attention rather than predatory attention, which is what most people have today. Wow. Yes, maybe we can talk more about this. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's, thank uh, you very much, ma'am. What a lovely, lovely um, start um, to the month. And may, may uh, your words uh, and your wisdom reach far and wide. And may this month thank enable you very all much. of us to go. Thank you, sir. That's Thank very you. kind of you. Thank you. All the best. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.